Hello, everybody. Welcome to Time Out. I am so excited to be here with my fellow colleague and friend and unicorn rock star, Ula Godan. Ula, hello there. Hello, Gladys. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here. And like Gladys mentioned, my name is Ula Godan. And um, I guess the best title for myself is um, Unicorn. <laughs> That's kind of how, how I live my life. <laughs> And I'm so excited to have everyone here um, on our first episode of Time Out, titled How to Live Forever Until You Die. Isn't that something? Yes, <laughs> it is a, a very juicy topic. And um, for everybody here that is brand new, you know, I really want us to use today to help you understand why Ula and I are going on this endeavor how it's going to benefit your life and to really get uh, prepared to dive into some of the really taboo and uncomfortable topics around death. So with that, um, as, as you listen, just know that we are here to receive your feedback, to receive your ideas, questions, and make this as beautiful of a dialogue as we possibly can so that you can be empowered to Get rid of all those really limiting beliefs around death and allow yourself the freedom to live your best life now. All right. So I am going to dive into my experience of death. I am um, originally from Finland, so I'm just going to give you a very, very tiny bit of my background. Um, I'm originally from Finland, currently living in the U.S., and uh, when I was 23 years old, I died. Now, that, of course, sounds like, what are you talking about, woman? You're still here. You're talking to us. Um, how could you possibly be dead? Well, I'm not dead um, anymore and actually wasn't dead back then either. But um, there was one fateful night um, in the early 90s. Um, at 21 years old, I got um, some bad news from my doctor. I was diagnosed with stomach cancer and I was given exactly two years to live. I was told that by the time I'm 23 years old, um, my life would be over. Now, I, you would probably think that, okay, so she died of cancer and she had the near-death experience from that, but I also was in a very bad relationship at the time and it ended up being my then-boyfriend who, quote-unquote, killed me. Um, and um, so I'm, I'm just going to talk through really quickly the night that all this happened. Um I was already 23 years old and I was still here um, on this earth. And um, so I kind of knew that my time was very, very limited since I had al already turned 23. And I have to say that by the, you know, when I was diagnosed, when I heard those words that you have cancer and you have two years to live, um, I pretty much started dying immediately. Um, so I was expecting to die any moment from the time I was diagnosed to the time that this this near-death experience happened. And um, so I was 23. I was in a bad relationship. My then-boyfriend was out drinking. And I remember sitting in the kitchen, looking out the window and seeing the snow fall. And it was extremely beautiful. I, I felt like it was more beautiful than anything that I have ever seen. It was 
so shiny. It was so white. It was so pristine. And for the first time, for a very long time, I felt at peace. Well, a few hours later, when I was sleeping, my then boyfriend came home from his um, um, night of drinking with his buddies. And as always, he was very angry. And he, he always turned that anger to me. And I woke up to the first punch to my stomach. And that was his, his favorite place to hit me because when you hit somebody on the stomach, it doesn't really leave marks, especially visible marks. So I woke up to the first punch and it went on for a while until the last moment I remember he was strangling me and I remember his teeth hitting my left eyebrow. Well, the next thing, next thing I remember, it was this stillness, this extreme peace and everything was black and I felt like I'm opening my eyes and I see the emergency room. But, but something about that emergency room felt completely different. Like I wasn't in pain. And I'm thinking, how can I not be in pain when somebody's been punching me and I have this cancer and I, yet I felt really, really light and happy. And that was a real, a most amazing feeling because I hadn't felt that for so long. Then I realized that I'm staring at myself on the, on the hospital bed. And this immediate feeling of panic came over to me. And I felt being pulled back. Like somebody had pulled that feeling away from me. I wasn't like physically being pulled back, but that feeling of panic was pulled back and I didn't feel it anymore. I was back to feeling very light and peaceful and happy. And so my brain was trying to wrap around that, like, what is going on here? What, like, how can I, I'm, I, I can hear the doctors talking. I can see myself on the bed. I can hear my then boyfriend um, yelling at people um, in the other room. I was not even in the same room, but I could hear him and I could sense him yelling at the people that it is not his fault. Um, and then the next thing I realized is that I am surrounded by my grandparents. My grandmother and my grandfather are there. And it is kind of hard to explain in, in so-called human terms, but it feels, it feels like you are embraced, give it, getting a hug from an actual person, but the actual person, like a blood and flesh person, is not there. That's how it feels. You just know they are right there. They are there supporting you. And I was given an option. I was given an option to either go with them or come back. And I knew that if I chose to come back, my cancer would be gone. And I knew, I also knew that I had a lot of things that I wanted to do on this earth, in this body still. So I, well, clearly <laughs> chose to come back because I'm here talking to you. If I had chosen otherwise, I probably wouldn't be talking to you, at least not this clearly. Um, so when I came back, I just knew, I knew I would be okay and everything would be always okay. 
And once I came to, in my back, in my body, I was told that I had been clinically dead 20 minutes. The doctors were completely surprised. And I was kind of surprised that why are they looking so surprised when I came to, um, but yeah, they were, they were surprised because I was gone, 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 gone for 20 minutes. You're literally not supposed to come back from that, except I did, which means that, you know, it's, there's probably other people who have experienced this, this kind of, um, um, an amazing experience in their life too. Um, and once, um, I came to, once I was back, I knew my cancer would be gone. And the, the, I, I felt fine. I wanted to go home. Of course, the doctors were like, no, 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 you can go home. You, uh, you were beaten really badly. You also have cancer. You know, you were dead for 20 minutes. You have to stay in a hospital so that we can monitor you. And, the following day when they did the, um, the tests um, to look at my cancer levels, they were so low that they had to do the test three times because they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that it's, it's possible that like 24 hours later, the, <laughs> the cancer cells are so low that it barely shows up in the tests. Well, four days later, um, the black count was totally normal and you know, their doctors, they are trained certain way and they were like, no, this is not possible. There's something wrong with the test. But I knew, I knew it is possible because I had been on the other side and I was given the chance to change my own life. So Ula, thank you for sharing that. And I'm curious, what, what do you want people to get out of listening to the story right now? Well, as the the name says, how to live forever until you die. <laughs> I I want them to and un, I want people to understand that the the fear of death is very very much unnecessary. And once we start lifting that fear of death, we allow ourselves to start living. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, Ula, everything that you shared is, is what we would use as uh, uh, the term that we would use is a miracle. All right. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, this is an experience that any of us uh, have full access to, but why do we need to cross to the other side in order to believe how sacred our lives are? And what if we could actually start to really understand how capable we are of living fully of living expansively of living in a way that is so joyful. And that doesn't mean everything is roses and, you know, unicorn, uh, fairy dust everywhere. Right. But it does mean that if we shift our perspective to understand that really we are, we are here to live forever. We will go through a process where we die in a sense, in a human sense of that term, meaning we will exit our bodies. But the magic and the miracles that are available to us do not disappear. And we can access those now. And this is why Ula and I wanted to create this forum for the entire world to redefine what what death means, to redefine how we view this this concept of mortality and be able to give ourselves permission to rewrite a new script. 
And this script that we're here to support you in rewriting is one that empowers you to look at your own relationship to death, look at how it's held you back, but create a new relationship with death that frees you up to living your best life now. So let's back up a little bit. You know, Ula and I decided to do this together because Ula, you want to share a little how you how you felt nudged to to call me into this process and how that led to us doing what we're doing today? Sure. Um, I will just give a little uh, background on this too. uh, And then you can tell exactly like how all this ties into you and your own experiences with death. And um, we met in 2017, right? It was 2017. Yep. Yeah. We met, uh, we met first met in um, 2017 at a, um, business conference in Chicago. And immediately when I saw Gladys, I was like, Oh, we are going to be best friends and we have something to do together. I, at that point, I did not know what it is. And, (laughs) but, um, so then we started talking. We actually went to Colombia together. We had some, um, amazing experiences there. Um, and, um, we just kept in touch and we, we, became closer and closer. And then, uh, we were in San Francisco and I think, what, what exactly did you ask me, Gladys? You asked me something like, um, do you have experience with death or what was what, uh, something? I think it was something about like being really connected to the spirit realm. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's it. Um, and well, you, Everyone will be, you know, know in the future and today too that Gladys is the one who reigns me in because I start to babble about <laughs> all kinds of things. So anyway, Gladys asked me if I have um, a really strong connection to the spirit world, and I think I just said yes because I felt like we were not quite there yet where um, I could be speaking to her freely about my experience. But then. Um, Gladys's mother who has passed away and Gladys will tell you this story. She started to nudge me that she needs to get in touch with her daughter. And so from there, that is where Ula started to reach out to me more regularly around these messages from my mom. And that allowed us to start to have these deeper dialogues about the spirit realm, right, and and how um, our loved ones actually are still with us today, how they're looking to, actually how they are constantly communicating with us and guiding us, but how we get in our own way of being able to receive their guidance and support and love. So um, just to pick things up from here, you know, Ula, I think it's important for for all of us to recognize that Ula came to me knowing we were meant to do something, but not knowing what it was. And she also came to me knowing that I was here to help her share her story. So for everybody listening today, this is actually the first time that Ula has shared her death experience publicly. And I really want to applaud you, Ula, for bravely sharing it, because this is in in a deeper way, this is Ula really stepping into uh, owning the role that she has to change the narrative around death for this entire planet. And for me, this is a journey that I've been on personally and professionally for several years, but in a very different context. So 
back in 2003, my mom died from a brain aneurysm and she was uh, 54 years old. Um, and she had been working three jobs for 17 years. I mean, it, it was kind of predicted that she was going to have a shorter lifespan, but no one can prepare for the death of a loved one when it happens so it's so fast. And at her funeral uh, is when I received a gift from my mom. And that gift is what I call a good goodbye. My mom infused me with her spirit at the funeral. And in that moment, I felt what her spirit felt on the other side. And there are no words in the human language to capture what that feeling is other than the limited words of elation, joy, celebration, expansiveness, relief, uh, freedom, all the things that we deeply want in our lives. I was feeling through her. And this was happening at a funeral where just mere seconds before I was devastatedly crying my eyes out that I had lost my mother. Everyone around me was sobbing in despair, heartbroken. And all of a sudden, a mariachi band started playing. And as soon as they started playing their music, that is when I felt my heart break wide open and my entire body get filled with this sense of exuberance that I had never felt before. And I blurted out to my father, mommy is so happy right now. And he mumbled back to me, yeah. And that's when I realized, oh my God, I'm at a funeral and I'm feeling this deep sense of celebration and joy and love that is my mother right now. And how am I feeling that at the same exact time that I'm feeling deep grief and sorrow? And that began my journey of unpacking what it means to experience a good goodbye because that was a gift that my mom gave me and that gift has guided me in my personal and professional life since then leading me to assist organizations in times of crisis and change to transition in a most empowered way possible by creating good goodbye experiences it's helped me get through several relationship breakups through friendships ending through changes in my own life doing it in a spirit of growth and doing it in a spirit of healing. It allowed me to publish my first book in 2017 called The Good Goodbye, How to Navigate Change and Life, Change and Loss in Life, Love and Work. And it allowed me the opportunity to also be here with Ula, creating this platform for all of you to rewrite the ways that we navigate change and loss in this world. So, You've got a clinical psychologist here who's got all the credentials right, to be able to talk about this stuff, um, which is helpful, right? And we've got somebody that has been to the other side, that has been to the place that we consider a mystery, that understands the taboo of death through a different lens that allows us to break the taboo. And the two of us together are here to create a bridge for you to deep dive into your own paradigms around death. Look at the validity of them, right? I mean, we all are intellectual beings. Our brains are going to be freaking out and asking a ton of questions or doubting or being skeptical. That's okay. But what we're here to do is not to change your mind. We're here to plant seeds that encourage you to get curious about your own relationship to death. And in that curiosity to explore if there's another way that you can step into a deeper relationship with death so that it allows you to break free from all the shackles that are holding you down from living your best life. So 
Ola and I together, you know, through our conversations, we are here to bring a playful energy to this taboo topic that tends to be filled with sorrow and grief and heartache and anger and anxiety. We feel that there's there's a missing end of the spectrum, and this is something that I wrote about in The Good Goodbye, is we are fully capable of experiencing the full spectrum of emotions when it comes to grief and loss. That is sorrow, absolutely, but it's also celebration. It's heartbreak and sadness at the same time that it's joy and hope. It's the despair and the disbelief at the same time that there is renewed faith. So here is a platform for you to join us in this journey of looking at how you can release this deep fear that is put into all of us since the moment we step into this earth. You're going to die. You're going to die. How do we prevent death? How do we keep you safe? How do we avoid you, you taking chances? All of that keeps us holding our finger on this what if button. And that is where we start to tiptoe our way through life. So Ula and I are creating through our own life experience a different way to get the most out of this life while we choose to be here. This is how we go about living forever until the day we choose to leave. And even then, we will continue to live forever on the other side, as Ula has so beautifully shared with us. And as we go on this journey, we're going to be sharing our stories around how we are in, in, in cahoots with the spirit realm, talking about how our, our loved ones are still with us, guiding us, encouraging us, how we really rein in that power to be able to understand that we are all spirit beings and we have that full magic available to us at any moment. And really, we're going to be questioning a lot of the bullshit stories that we're, that we're fed in this earth and really calling a timeout on all the ways that we are conditioned to be fearful about the one thing that is guaranteed to happen to every single one of us. So let's take our power back. Let's move forward in a very curious and open way. We're here to make this fun because, yes, talking about death can be fun. And through our stories that we're going to be sharing together, through both of our expertise that comes from two very different lenses that merges beautifully, we're going to leave you changed, inspired, empowered to create the life that you want and to live it today. So with that, Ula, any final things that you want to add for today? I want to add, you so beautifully said that um, we choose, until we choose not to be here anymore. That is a key that we all need to remember. We choose when we leave this planet, when we move on to the other side. It's not some outside force out there in the atmosphere pointing a finger. It's your turn. It is, it's, it's always your own choosing. I love that. Well, for all of us here today, thank you so much for joining us. We will be hosting these beautiful dialogues on a weekly basis and giving you all a chance to ask your questions, to share your insights. So look forward to the amazing ride that we are all embarking on. And let's continue to call a timeout on all the bullshit crap that we've been fed around us so that we can take back our power and rewrite the script that is going to allow us to live forever until we die. Yes. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.